Good morning, and welcome back to the Jeremy Knows Podcast. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. I'm your host, Jeremy the Heart Trooper number seven. I am thrilled that you're listening to this because I have no idea where this podcast is going to go. I'll tell you what. We might need several podcasts. There's a podcast we need to dedicate to three gift goat gifts. We've yet to speak about gift number four, which dropped with this like odd kaleidoscope artwork from an artist that I haven't done my homework on yet. But then today, May the 2nd, both gift five and six were minted into the mini drops wallet and should be landing in gift goat wallets on to what to, to, tomorrow today, May 3rd. Um, but that's just like small, small fries in the V friends ecosystem. Like they dropped gift goat number four at the, on the same day as the V friends series two reveal. I mean, we've got some artwork to break down my friends. Like, we could dedicate an entire podcast to the scenes. So many scenes in this series too that, you know, Gary is saying will matter. And some of the like world building is starting to like emerge. But I think there's a lot more clues in this than maybe people realize, you know, some are more obvious than others, right? Like I think about Happy Hill, okay? It may not be much more complicated than what it is. It's a happy hill. It's where happiness is but there's other ecosystems environments there's you know there's the frowning forest there's the joyous jungle there's the responsible rainforest now we have like a whole set of biomes with different attributes that are also within the v friends characters then there's more like topical stuff that we know gary loves like the uh the arena the the exact name of it like the boxing cage the competitive cage you know then there's the perfect pitch which is the soccer field there's the five yard line which is the football field then we've got a whole nother slew of scenes that are like location based we've got the pawn shop the motel we've got mount ida college which is where gary went to college so there's a whole lot of that that we could go through and that's that's still not even the the main event because we, we don't even know what what's coming next with vcon around the corner vcon the highly anticipated inaugural event is some 17 days away two and a half weeks before v friends around the world will meet each other for the first time in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I think that is where I want to spend the bulk of this specific podcast. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, May the 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to do a Twitter spaces and we're going to talk about pre-con, pre prepping for VCon. I'm going to, I'll maybe throw out some random ideas here, but I think we can all work together to think about like, you know, what kind of food should you bring? What water bottle is, is allowed? What size of water bottle is best? Uh, what kind of camera is permissible at VCon? Um, should you have a POAP? Should you have pins? Can you have your PFP on your clothes? Or what you're going to be your business card? You know, how are you going to connect with people? Networking tips. I think 
that whole conversation we should have as a community tomorrow night on Twitter Spaces. But I wanted to give you some very significant updates about BCon. This probably won't be comprehensive, but it's coming up as a, a, the most important thing to me right now. So there is a Twitter Spaces hosted by Vayner NFT that featured Mahaga Bear, who is the lead on BCon. She's one of a few heads in organizing and executing BCon. Call her Mahaga Bear, the queen of VCon. So she came on, wonderful character in Gary's ecosystem, um, has a whole slew of experience as a brand developer and content creator and or content manager. I'm not entirely sure, maybe both. And she told the story of how she got to meet Gary and started working with Gary and then was pressed a bit on the surprises of VCon. And there were quite a lot. So let's start off with the official vFriends programming beginning at 5 p.m. Thursday, May 19th. Um, the location of which I'll have to get back to you in a following podcast. But one of the alphas for the, for the welcome event there is that that is going to be your best opportunity to get your selfie with Gary. I really want to encourage you, if you want a souvenir with Gary as like a thing that you get, try to do it at the Thursday night event because they're going to front load that time. We know that Gary's stated goal is to meet everyone at VCon. And in order to do that, it's going to have to move fast. This is not the opportunity to get your one at question, the like burning question you need answered. This isn't a one minute moment. This is like a 15 second moment where the line moves, shake your hand, take your selfie. Um, it's going to have to go at a pace and they're front loading it here. You know, it's been called the kissing booth, the, the selfie station, whatever. That's going to be at that um, welcoming event. And if you can attend, you know, it's going to be nice to make connections, put names to faces and, and be ready for what will probably prove to be a shocking day on Friday. So check-in will start at 8 a.m. Uh, content and programming will start at 9.30 a.m. Now, what's super fascinating about this, and let me just call this up for my Instagram fam, we got a list of partners for VCon that are highly notable. We've got Coinbase, which is the you know the the global and largest cryptocurrency exchange in the United States. We got Rally, which is the company that sold the fractionalized sharing squirrel and takes other physical assets and sells them in fractional shares on their platform. We have Gala Games, which I'm not in depthly familiar with, but is a is a blockchain based gaming company. We have two liquor brands, Johnny Walker and Captain Morgan. We also have uh, Pepsi, the mic drop, Bigo, Bibigo, which is I haven't looked into yet. Candy Digital, which is the uh, you know full stack NFT consulting house that uh, that Gary is a a board member on. Um, they have the exclusive rights to MLB and some other sports. They've been dropping several projects. Another partner is Ledger, the manufacturer of hardware wallets. 
Then there's Boardroom TV I haven't checked out yet. One of Cameo Pass, Coach, the luxury handbag handbag manufacturer, uh, designer, Chipotle. I don't know if you love Chipotle as much as I do, but I'm very excited about that. Um, version one, Wim, Gymshark, which is a um, uh, uh, exercise and like nutrition brand that that Gary recently became an advisor for, and lastly, Immutable X which is the layer two solution for Ethereum where book games lives. So I'm going to be doing more detailed investigation about some of those companies that I don't know. But what I want to share with you that is very interesting and nearly, nearly confirms NFT airdrops at VCon is firstly Gary's comment that all of these partners that I've just listed for you will have activations at VCon. And then coupled with Maha's comments in the Twitter spaces that they're doing very exciting things with these partners and that there won't be a global airdrop in which by being there you get this, but that there will be opportunities almost as a scavenger hunt that you can go around to different places and collect different things. I don't think this is going to be simple POAPs. I think without saying so, we have gotten two or three confirmations that there are going to be multiple airdrops of NFTs available if you're in the right place at the right time at VCon. I was in a Twitter spaces hosted by 1.37 PM with uh, Ezra with the camera, who's a VFriend holder. Lucky cat holder, no less. And um, they had Gavin Mueller on stage, who's an artist that's been collaborating with uh, 137. And the co-host, I can't remember his name, but he said that at VCon, they're doing something very special that's going to blow people away. And whatever the context was, it like it came out of the context of airdrops that he said that. So, so I... I think it's still an under-promise, over-deliver situation, and I don't want to build your expectations too much. You know, you if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that like it's fun for me to predict, but I try to stay objective and report the facts. So no one has come out and said there are digital gifts at VCon, but a lot of people have said there are surprises, there are scavenger hunts, there are things that you can receive and there will for sure be lots of gifts. Like there are there are projects that are doing drops exclusively for people at VCon. Now what now it, it wasn't distinguished whether that's physical or digital drops. So I have to imagine we're living in a world of both. And yes, there will be airdrops at VCon. That's probably not a very unpopular opinion at this point. I think a lot of people are hoping for it, especially with the price of VCon tickets at an all-time low and only going lower as the main utility is used, I think a lot of people will be expecting airdrops. So given that, it'll be interesting to see how much and if they can over-deliver on that expectation to offset potential losses for people who purchase their tickets at 1.5 or 1.7 or 2.5. Um, so feeling 99.9% .9 sure that there are airdrops.
So coming back to Maha and some things she said in this Twitter spaces, um, after the programming, there's going to be a happy hour from five to seven and confirmed. This is the first time I've heard this confirmed free drinks and food, food and drinks during happy hour, Friday and Saturday are on them, which is awesome. They also confirmed that for the entertainment after the fact, whatever like show they're doing, that the drinks are not on them. So it seems that breakfast and lunch on Friday and Saturday will be on the attendees. And then like a early dinner or maybe like an appetizer dinner uh, will, will be available Friday and Saturday. Uh, and provided by VCon. Uh, if you haven't heard, Friday night, the first night of VCon, Steve Aoki is playing a show at the Armory. This came out of a Twitter spaces that they did together. And I don't know the size of the venue, but Gary purchased a shit ton of tickets. Those are his words. He purchased a shit ton of these tickets. So it, it would stand to reason that he's going to be giving them out at VCon to VCon ticket holders and mobbing over to the Steve Aoki performance on that. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I said Friday. It's actually Saturday night. Wait, now I'm, now I'm, I'm going to have to double check that for you, my friends, because my notes say Saturday night, but I spoke to someone who today who said Friday night, but just to put it on your radar, there is a Steve Aoki show, especially if you're a fan, you might consider just getting tickets. Gary's going to be giving away a bunch of tickets, or if you have an Aoki verse NFT, you're guaranteed a ticket to that. Um, and another little alpha from this Twitter spaces is that Sunday is going to have a food brunch provided in the form of pancakes, pancake brunch. Sunday morning will be fun. Remember that Sunday ends early after the uh, 10 a.m. start, you know, 11 ish brunch, There'll be, or there'll be content until 4 p.m., but Gary said not to leave until after 9 p.m. So I don't know what the unconference activity is after that, but, um, but keep it on your radar if you can, and be aware that the airport is roughly 30 minutes travel away. So if you are, if you are seeking to, um, if you are seeking to fly out on Sunday, just, you know, con consider that timing. Um, there, there was something else from the Maha moment that I wanted to share, but it'll come back around. I'll do this podcast again once I have more details. But like I said, there is so much going on in VFriends. Um, you know, quietly the sharing squirrel from Rally sold out. I mentioned that to you. There are now gold plates available like these. They don't represent the shares, but they made these collectible plates in, I don't know, maybe maybe three by five inches that in that uh, have a press of the sharing squirrel on it and some engraving that says it's a, it's, it's a V friend sharing squirrel. It's just very nice. You can buy them for $100. Like, that's cool. Like, these are like real physical things that are entering the world that represent V-Friends. Like, and speaking of real physical things that are entering the world that represent V-Friends, let's talk about 
the toys. So um, Toykido is actually a toy manufacturer, is the toy manufacturer who has been making all these um, toys we've seen in the last couple of days. So shout out to Jonathan Ashbrook who turned me on to Darren Garnham. And I'll, I'll link this tweet where he confirms that it is Toykido that is making these toys. If you haven't seen, you know, for, at first it was the legendary lemur on the shelf. Then we saw another sized, larger scale legendary lemur. But for the last week and a half, Gary's office shelves have been full of all sorts of different characters. The just a bunch, the heart trooper, the creative crab, the independent inchworm. We're talking like 50 characters on the shelves. And I'm not sure yet what the play is. I asked him about this when it was in the office and he just said, oh, it's something I'm working on. It's something I'm thinking about. And I got the impression at that time that it was like some months away. I'm feeling now that he was just trying to throw me off the scent because the full rollout of those toys arrived a few days later. We saw a little unboxing on the Team Gary V Instagram page. And so that made me think maybe they're still product testing. Maybe these drop in the summer or in the fall until a video that he posted today where he was saying how excited he was for v VCon and get your tickets to VCon. And I'm wondering, again, I'm not trying to set false expectations. This is just me putting dots together. I could be totally wrong. But I'm wondering if these toys are going to be available at VCon. I'm wondering if you can buy them at VCon. I'm wondering if they'll be gifted to you at VCon. Um, it's hard to say. We don't know. One thing we do know, which is which is interesting to just note and recognize, both from an operation standpoint and from a self-awareness standpoint from Gary, he was asked a question in an AMA the other day uh, by a music artist who was like, I would just really love to get five minutes with you, you know, as people do all the time. And he was like, I would really love to, um, but, you know, sort of giving a little bit of advice on the spot. He's like, as far as like setting aside time, I don't really know. He, sp he specifically said, I'm about 800 hours behind on VaynerX, Flyfish, um, Candy Digital, etc. So like, obviously that 800 hours figure isn't exact, but, and Gary loves to speak in hyperboles. But it's, it's, it's interesting to me to, to think about that. Um, you know, Gary's all about perspective. You know, he, what, what he says in a moment may not be how he feels about it in another. 800 hours behind. What is that? That's like 10 days. That's like, that's like, a, a, that's like several weeks. It's like about a month behind. And that kind of checks out a little bit, you know, like, I mentioned the gift goats got their fifth and sixth gift. They'll be airdropping soon. Those are being squeezed at the last moment. You know, like technically the contract for him to execute on all of these things is May the 6th. You know, tonight he actually completed the basketball butterfly as we've seen the last four weeks, just a slew of access tokens. 
um, from Uno Unicorn to Video Game Vulture to Tennis Elbow and now Basket Butterfly. Now, resources are obviously being put toward Series 2 and now VCon. I don't know. I found that notable to like, you know, in, for a person who says you've got nothing but time to feel like they're 800 hours behind with their global responsibilities. Um, I can only imagine that he's seeking to solve that problem through people and resources, right? Like he's talked a lot in the early stages of building VaynerMedia where it was more important to him to, to build the staff than to bank the profit. And so I wonder if this journey of building vFriends from 20 employees to 100 employees is maybe going to happen faster than a year, as he mentioned in a podcast once. Um, by the way, coming back to the toys, I do want to mention that Darren Garnum is a rare content condor holder. So shout out to you, my friend. Um, there's There's been a bunch of character mentions. I'm not going to go through all the character mentions right now. If you are... If you are listening to this podcast and you're unsure how to look at this Series 2 market, um, this is not financial advice, but I will give you a rough impression from my point of view. And I'll also tell you, you can tweet at me, you can DM me, and I, I do my best to like field as many of those messages as I can. If, if it takes me a while to get back to you, I thank you for your patience. But here's sort of like my basic rule of thumb for looking at the floor and or you know higher tier characters when you're talking about the fair value of like elephants and monsters and aliens and troopers and kind warriors and you know other characters which have been sort of put on that pedestal it's very hard to say like black cats have a floor of around seven eth and they're still you know every day or so sales coming in at 70 like there's demand there um but there's you know the rare robot is at three and a half and elephant too so would you rather have two rare robots or one black cat i don't i don't know i would rather have two rare robots than probably seven or eight floor characters but you never know when those floor characters are going to pop off when something is going to to hit or be incorporated into some kind of media or otherwise become relevant through content. So don't, so, so coming back to my not financial advice, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about getting into the weeds of, is this character good or bad or high or low or hyped or not? I would, I would first think about, <laughs> I would first think about what do you like? Like if you can find a character that resonates with you, that's a really good place to start. When you're wondering what the poses mean, I would just totally see past the poses. Um, there are six poses in V Friends. There are six main poses. There's classic, competing, resting, manifesting, strategizing, and the evolving pose. The evolving will stand out because it's the one where they're jumping out of the series one artwork and there's like these yellow beams and it's all very happy. 
I would look past the pose. If you're look if you're looking at an evolving pose, that's that's an interesting tr- strategic buy. But I think that the scenes will matter more in the short term, um, and the, that the poses will be a device for storytelling that plays out through animations in the long term. So I would I would say in order of importance, in terms of the attributes, I would say first I'm looking at character. Then I'm looking at aesthetic match. Then I'm looking at the scene. Then I'm looking at the pose. Now, the aesthetic match will be dependent on the scene and the pose. Like, I would rather buy a fish character on an island than in the clouds. You know, like, I would like, like, there was a beautiful token the other day. It was a chill chinchilla, and it was resting in the mushroom mountain. It just like aesthetically just came together really nice. And although I think a lot of people are not too crazy about the resting pose for a lot of these characters, for some combinations is really right. Like I have an honorable ohm resting in the graveyard that I think is very nice. So anyway, this market is still very new. Don't be concerned if you're a little confused. Try to find a character that resonates with you. Find something you like, like like I live in New York City, so I want a token with a New York City background. You know, it can be that simple. Um, and, you know, reach out to the community. Uh, there's a bunch of people who are willing to help if you're like trying to get your first fee friend. Uh, and my friends, like w- there's there's still like so much more. Like There was a proof podcast where Gary went on some wild rants and like deep cuts with Kevin Rose about V friends. I'm going to hold that off for just a a little while longer. I want to listen to it again and plan some more how to deliver that information. It's it literally, there was so much information. It's almost not worth recapping, but I will. Um, Here's some random tidbits that were, that were, that were fun. You might recall that the perfect Persian cat was a character that was meant to have a collaboration or some kind of debut moment in January. That never really played out. When the competing collect cards showed up and the perfect Persian cat is became the only character with a perfect score, that felt like it might be the thing. But Gary dropped a little more alpha and he said that Rips, Adam Rips, who works on the team, is wrapping something up right now and there's about to be a moment with it. So I'm wondering if the the event that was meant to happen in January is going to come to fruition in and around VCon. Um, Further, the children's book that was mentioned previously, the deal fell through. I don't know if I, I told you that here on the podcast, but uh we did confirm that gary walked away from the children's book deal for what reason we don't know um but he said in the ama yesterday that he's obsessed with the idea of making a children's book about the underrated underworld which is a background in series two and with the reveal of the art gary's also just sharing a lot more of like how the storytelling is going to be like he he gave a detailed answer in an AMA about like I think it was the YouTube stream where they were give they were they were onboarding people and giving away a couple of goes um, yeah 
by the way, there was a go giveaway. There were, there were, the first go was given away and then a second to someone who bought a token. Um, so he told, he, he said that like the way the perfect Persian cat story is going to be told is like, they're going to be helping everyone realize that they don't need to be perfect, but they're still going to try to be perfect. It was a little confusing how he said it, but it showed me that like it's there's so much of duality in a lot of these characters and how how that story will be told and that there's so many more things that really have yet to be filled out but that that will happen as they go um gosh and we we still have haven't talked about the comics and like the one the one image panels and all of the all of the implications of scenes and the the little animated vignettes that we've been getting you know we have a new ghost stamp that's like been 3d we saw we saw an image of gary wearing a hoodie with stitched in new characters like the 15 new characters have all been stitched in to this hoodie they have i'm like damn that's like a really cool exclusive hoodie so we're gonna keep going in this podcast i'm gonna try to bring you a little more like focused need to know stuff in the next segment um but i'm just scrolling through my notes and it goes on and on and on we haven't talked about the emerald auctions we, there's we haven't talked about the influencer campaign we haven't talked about the Pultura spaces gary v follows and on and on so stick around i'm gonna check out some of the questions in the comments and then we're gonna go for round two Coming back to it, thanks for sticking around. I know that it, for, for you, that was just like a fraction of a second. For me, that was like 25 minutes answering questions on Instagram. So, you know, we live our own lives. But let me say before I go on, thank you for listening to the podcast. I know it's been a few days. Thanks. Welcome back. Hope we're getting into another cadence here as um, there's, there's a lot to dive into. I'm going to be talking about the new character, Burn next up and uh yeah i just wanted to say thank you so i wanted to provide you with some statistics and some need to know regarding the new character raffle so uh, i'm recording this early morning on may 3rd so the snapshot for the tranquil toad day number six is complete now the cadence of the raffle as i told you in the last podcast is Snapshot at 5.55, the previous day's raffle, uh, snapshot at 5.55, and immediately the raffle for that snapshot opens. So currently, if you held five Galaxy Frames yesterday, you can go to web3raffle.com, W-E-B, num the number three, raffle.com, to enter into it. All you do is copy-paste your wallet address in. And then 6.55, is when the previous day's raffle ends, and just after that, you can see the results by returning to web3raffle.com and pumping in your, your wallet address. Um, but a couple things I wanna reiterate for people that uh, you may have forgotten or never knew. Number one, you do not have to burn your the same tokens that you entered the raffle with. You're not actually obligated to burn if you win a new character spot. Um, and you have until May 31st to make your decision. 
you know, it's a very interesting moment. We're, we're seeing a lot of the post-snapshot dump that was expected play out in a pretty dramatic way. You know, the floor on book games right now has dropped down to 0.16. Basically, where it was when it launched back in January. And this is still with the possibility of entering the spectacular raffle with any 15 matching frames. So I'd have to imagine that the, what is it? The 7.3% chance that having an entry in the spec raffle will be successful is also priced into the book games market even at this low of 0.16. It's very possible that post post spectacular day, we could be seeing a sub 0.1 book game token, which is interesting to acknowledge. Uh, but coming back to it, you don't have to burn the same tokens that you enter with and you're not obligated to do so. You have until May the 31st. And for most people, you're gonna wanna hold off because you can enter into the any five matching frames on May 10th for the Versatile Viking. And if you have 15 matching frames, you can enter into the Spectacular Raffle on May the 12th. So we've seen the lotteries for Mindful Minokawa, Notorious Ninja, Competitive Clown, Outgoing Octopus, and Gritty Ghost. Today's snapshot was for the Tranquil Toad which will start minting at 6.55 p.m. Eastern Time today. Just before then, 5.55 Eastern Time today, May 3rd, will be the snapshot for the Whimsical Wolf. And like I said, 25 hours later at 6.55 p.m. on May the 4th, the Whimsical Wolf will start minting as we see those winners announced. Now, it's very interesting. We haven't seen it yet, but... In the VFriends Series 2 collection, there are these hyper-rare backgrounds called Jack NFT glitches. Jack NFT is a artist, and he collaborated with VFriends on these spectacular glitch backgrounds. There is actually a glitch for Black Frames, the Notorious Ninja, for, um, for Gold Frames, the Whimsical Wolf, and for Pearl, Pearl Neon and Champagne Frames, for the red devil that's right there is a lava glitch red devil uh and there's also a hyper rare pose called the actively competing which like the glitch backgrounds which are gif animated the actively competing pose is a gif animated character and the gritty ghost has an actively competing pose so that closed today it'll be very exciting to see who gets to mint that very special token. Um, for context, I don't think any of the actively competing have resold yet, but the glitch NFTs have sold for anywhere from 12 to, or 15 to 42 ETH. The Emerald Glitch Adaptable Alien sold for 42 ETH last week. Um, so yes, today is the wolf, followed by the Persistent Penguin, then May 5th will be Alpha Alligator, followed by the Fearless Fairy. Then the Principled Praying Mantis. I feel like the Principled Praying Mantis is kind of being slept on. Like, I haven't heard a single person talking about it. 
Then we'll see the protective panther, the smooth spider, the versatile viking, the resilient red devil, and the 90 one-on-one spectaculars for all of those 15 new characters. Now, I want to share with you a little alpha for the spectaculars and for new characters in general. So, unlike the rest of the auctions that have two or the rest of the raffles that have 214 available slots the spectaculars are only 90 that is 15 characters times six spec types you are able to enter into the spec raffle with three champagnes 10 matching frames of either emerald pearl or neon or 15 of any other matching frame it's going to be very interesting to see if people burn the frames that they actually enter the raffle with or if they find the liquidity to buy them in this post-dip moment. You know, holding out to buy your book games until May 14th after all these raffles are over may end up saving you 30 to 50% of what it would cost and not having to bank a loss, considering that most people got their book game tokens for this raffle after it was announced in the beginning of April, just shortly before this snapshot. So here's the alpha, and I'm a little I'm a little hesitant to tell you, not because I don't want to tell you, but because I don't know who from the team listens to my podcast. So we found a bit of a loophole where you can actually see the character that you're going to get if you burn your tokens before you get it. Because when the update of the reveal to the published metadata was pushed, that released all of the metadata and assigned every combination of traits to every token ID. Which means if you have the token ID of the character you're going to burn for, then you can look it up on the tool that vFriends created to create your profile pictures. Now, if you haven't seen this, in the announcements channel, there is a profile picture and banner creator where you can punch in your token ID of your character and it'll let you kind of like close in and focus in on the part you want it to be your profile picture and save that image. And then further down in the blog, there's a Google Drive folder with the Twitter banner and featuring the character of your choice. You can get it plain or you can get whatever character. So in there is all of, is a viewable interface for all metadata in the collection. So the way you do this is you'll go, you'll, you'll have to be, have already won the raffle that, that for the new character that you're burning for. You'll go to the series two and followed by new characters, and you'll see a set of boxes for every new character. Go to the learn more button to, to tap in, and then you'll say check eligibility after you've connected your wallet. If you're eligible to, to claim one of those tokens, you can say burn to mint. Now don't, get, don't be afraid. There's still five more steps before you confirm this burn. You're just beginning the checkout process. Once you hit burn to mint, then it will give you the same form that you saw when minting in any other circumstance. On the left, it'll be your shipping information. On the right, it'll be your order summary. But stop there. Go to the top right corner where you see your profile icon and your name for your wallet. 
you can click there and open up your order history. If you go to order history, it will show you any pending transactions you have because by hitting that burn to mint button, you've opened up a temporary transaction hash that's waiting to be confirmed. And alongside it, it will say pending burn for mindful Minakawa token ID hashtag and the number, which is a very fun way. You can only see one at a time. So if you happen to win two or more of these new characters, you'll have to burn to see what the next one is. But for most people who are just trying to get their one spot, it's fun to be able to see that reveal a little early since most of us are waiting to burn until after the raffles are done. And for some people, they may not want to burn knowing what they get and they'll, they'd rather let Gary mint it as a go. So, um, that should be a fun for you. I know that that may have confused you a bit. Um, but you can always reach out to myself or book games info to help you if you, if you'd like. And if you're having any trouble with that, um, by all means, lean on the community. So what else is urgent? The, the two things I think covering in this podcast, um, what's going on with the new character raffle. I mean, if, if we want to talk book games, I think we need a, I think we need a more of a Twitter spaces. It is, it is a difficult field to play at this moment. The liquidity, the liquidity is low, although some book games are still moving. Um, and you know, I'm actually curious. What is the what does the daily volume look like on book games? Okay, we're going into exploratory mode podcast. Give me just a second. So the volume on book games, it's actually it's actually not so bad. It's there's more volume in book games now than there was post snapshot, post friendsless snapshot. I mean, the friendsless the day of the friendsless snapshot was 2000 Ethereum traded. We're, we're nowhere close to that. But, you know, a week later, there was just some 66 ETH traded. Today, we traded uh, almost three times that at 153 ETH. So 64 trades today, 600, or sorry, 641 today, 600 yesterday, 800 the day before. People are definitely buying last minute raffles and participating and selling, but it's not giving the the price boost that some people were expecting ahead of each day's snapshot. And after the snapshot, so so we're seeing no increase, like no boost before the snapshot, and then a huge fall off, like basically a fifty per, another fifty percent correction post snapshot, and. Like I said, at the same time, VFriends 1 floor is dropping. VFriends 2 is pretty solid around 0.8, but it's been less than a week. So um, still very fresh. I'm just sort of like thinking about the state of things. I can only imagine that Gary is loving this moment, that he is looking at it as an opportunity for those in the Discord who don't have a lot of money to enter into an ecosystem that he knows will win in the long term. You know, this is definitely a moment that will test people's conviction. What when, when we say book games is forever, it's because of moments like this where 
the project is building and we don't know what happens next. And, you know, if you're holding too much equity to be comfortable in some of these markets, then make sure you're paying attention to those signals um, and, and making adjustments as needed. Um, I will say that I am also holding a bunch of book game tokens. Um, even though I minted a bunch, I'm still at a loss with how much I've um, entered in since trying to create these um, these frame sets and um, and play the game. So you're not alone. Um, but I do wonder if what Gary said about June is true and July will be the surprise. Um, it, it's it's very likely with how much attention and resources are required for VCon. Post VCon, you can imagine Gary's going to need some kind of break. Like the team is going to need some kind of break. There's 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 just reason to expect that. Um, we might have a bit of a lull post VCon, if not immediately after in the beginning of June, and then when they hit the ground running, you know you may know that August is like a one of Gary's favorite months. Like Gary loves to like pound the pavement in August. And so I would anticipate that's not going to start August 1st. And actually a little bit of alpha, I'm just remembering right now, (laughs) I'm laughing at myself. It's so funny the way that like the word alpha has changed in my vocabulary. I heard Gary the other day, he's like, alpha just means information and he's right. Um, But, but it's, it's also meant to be actionable and accurate. So a little bit of alpha is when I had my meeting with Gary um, I was talking to him about a V friends documentary. I was like, we're going to get a V friends documentary, right? He's like, Oh yeah, we have all that footage. You know, they spent a week in Malibu creating all of these characters and sort of the Genesis of V friends. And, uh, and that got him thinking and he was like, you know what? I want to watch that footage. And he told D rock and Dustin that he wanted to take, I think he said a whole week to go through and watch all of the footage from that original drawing moment. And um, and he said something to this effect that I'm saying that's like, with VCon, then he's gonna need to take a break. He hasn't had a vacation in a while, this and that. So I can only imagine some fun idea pops into his head mid-June, mid-July, he executes it and we have another book game moment. What that will do to the floor and where the floor will be before that and everything else. Obviously, I have no idea, but book games is not even five months old at this point. It turns five in a couple of days. Or is that right? February, March, April, May. No, it turns four months old in two days. So have faith. I know that I know that it feels difficult to make a move in the book games ecosystem. Feel free to send me your questions or thoughts. Like I'd love to engage this conversation. I'm not sure where to take it, but I just thought I'd share a little bit of solidarity because I know I'm not the only one holding those bags. And and it's exciting to see what what's going to come next. You know, I'm excited to burn a bunch of them for my new characters and um, for those who aren't winning the raffles. And, you know, there are in all of these raffles, there's more losers than winners. It's just unfortunately the way it is uh, for the system. Um. The, the upside is the future of book games. And so I hope that people are properly extended into the market. I hope that people are not too over leveraged so that they can enjoy 
the process of seeing it develop because we're seeing a lot of new media from B friends. Um, and it's easy to like put out rough critiques of things. You know, there was a, there was a video this week of the competitive clown at the pickleball court. And he was like the most competitive NFT. And it was, it was kind of funny. I laughed when he said, that's why I said it three times. And then he was like, and I've got the biggest balls. And I, I heard a lot of um, negative response to that comment, just like that it wasn't child friendly and it was kind of awkward and very cringy. And this like bozo quality to the clown, like didn't really land with a lot of people. And I empathize, you know, I'm not that kind of clown. I love clowns. I've been, I am a clown. I'm not that kind of clown. And it was a little cringy, but that specific piece of content aside, I find that getting these animated shorts and these like dialogues and these like single pane comics is a really interesting way to start to tie in the characters to the scenes. And I'm curious where this is going. Uh, as I feel myself getting tired, slowing down, wanting to end with a bang, I'm going to give you the most exciting reveal from the Proof Podcast with Kevin Rose. I'll be, I'm going to have to listen to this podcast and make note of all the things I said I would talk about later. But, um, but there was a moment. So you're well aware that there is not a lot on the V Friends roadmap. The V Friends roadmap is one is two things only. It's number one, VCon for three years, and number two, to dominate for 55 years. That's the roadmap. And there are other things that we think will come. You know, certainly the the curiosity to taste comic books and video games and movies and TV shows and sneakers and packaged goods and direct-to-consumer products and brand collaborations and cereals. You know, he said on the podcast, actually, he's actively working on cereal. A friend cereal might be coming sooner than you think. But on this Proof podcast, he actually added something to the roadmap. And it is a mobile video game in which V friends can compete against each other. And I'm very excited about that. You know, he didn't really go into detail and he didn't say, I'm announcing that this is on the roadmap. It just came up. He was talking about IP and development. And he said, I'm really obsessed with this. And they want to make a, a robust, like fun to play mobile game where V friends can compete against each other because he loves competing and you know with all the things that are going on and so many other projects and companies that are demanding his attention he's like you know it's possible i get distracted from it but i'm i'm i know i'm going to come back like so much so that i'm confident to say it's on the roadmap which is big and in that vein there's actually there's that there's actually one other thing that uh, I remember was recently like quote unquote mentioned to be on the roadmap. And it is a, um, it is a marketplace, which is great. Like, I think it's a lot farther out than we'd like, but you know, between, excuse me, between, um, between open fees and like the royalty fees and, 
just and I think even more so the like the danger of scammers and and social engineers trying to like you know um, fish and take assets. Um, it would be great to have a trusted site where V friends could trade V friends or sell V friends even. Um, and it was it was relatively recently that that Gary said that that's on the roadmap for the website. But again. I think when he says that it's more of a like three to five year thing than a three to five month thing. However, I got the impression that the mobile game, I'm just making this up. I'm just like reading into the reading between the lines of the tone and everything. But I got the impression that the mobile game would launch before the end of VCon. So like 2024. I don't know why. I just, I felt like there was a good chance that like by next VCon, we could be playing this mobile game. Maybe that's ambitious. I know that video games take a very long time to develop, but that, that's just my intuition. I could be totally wrong. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This has been a, this has been a, uh, a an icebreaker podcast for me. Sorry to be a little selfish here with so much going on, so many nuances, so many little events. There's so many more things that have been like sort of fun moments around that that um, that I've just been busy. I haven't been pumping out the podcast. And so it was hard for me to know. I, I, think, I think I really need to go topic-based on the next few uh, episodes. And I'd love your feedback, you know. I, um, a breakdown of scenes and rarity and poses, you know, on that note, there's actually a, uh, there's actually a blog post that they put out about all the detailed rarity of not all the detailed rarity, but all the de- details on poses and uh, Jack NFT glitch backgrounds and, and green is green and all the rest. Um, so like a breakdown of all that stuff. Um, I think prepping for VCon, VCon speakers, VCon, partners what do we know how to prepare type stuff um you know there's definitely another one to be had about like just looking at the animations we've gotten like some of these animations are super fun and cute like we got a patient pig song like i don't know if you've heard the patient pig song but it's actually pretty solid also since we last had a podcast v friends created and released a spotify account so you can go to Spotify and search V Friends, and you'll see the three songs we have: the Rare Robot, the Heart Trooper, and the Patient Pig. Um, I fully expect people will be at VCon doing the Patient Pig dance. It's just gonna be a thing. Um, you know, a fourth topic-based podcast to record is the Gift Goat summary. You know, um, there's been there's been three Gift Goat gifts since our last podcast. Now, two of them happened to drop today and we don't know what they are yet, but like, man, that's, that's a big deal. Um, and so many other fun things, you know, there was a breakfast bat session that I got to talk to Jet and Sal and Amanda and Fred about like their experience. And, um, I like to share some of those insights, other topic based stuff. I mean, I'm sure you guys would love a topic-based podcast on like my experience talking to Gary and being in that audience so, or being in that office. So 
you can tell my my brain is starting to uh, get sleepy. It's 3 a.m. here, so I'm going to call it a night. I'm glad I got this podcast in as sporadic as it was, and I'm thankful for your time and your attention. As always, this has been an icebreaker podcast on the Jeremy Knows podcast, <laughs> and I've been your host, the uh, Heart Trooper number seven, and oh, Slick. Thank you, Slick. Sorry, I got the comments rolling in, fam. Um, what about my project? I, I can't. I have four minutes. I have three and a half minutes before I run my my podcast limit. So I will, I will give you a quick update. Let me just check this comment. Um, would it be a good idea to sell book games now and buy back after the raffles? See, Pranav, the problem with that is you have to pay a 7.5% fee. So if the market's going to correct 25% or more, then yeah, you're making 10 to 15% more, more in book games. That's fantastic. But what do you sacrifice? Um, what do you sacrifice in taxable exposure, depending on if you minted them or if you bought them at a higher price? What do you sacrifice in rarity? Are you selling hollows and buying non-hollows? You know, I think the move right now is, yeah, sell, selling high-value tokens. Like, you might be better off selling emeralds and pearls and champagnes and stuff. You know, those might see a, a larger drop. But we also, I don't know that we're at the bottom, but we also might be at a local bottom. You know, there might be a surprise thing that comes even with VCon regarding the book game. So... Uh, you know, obviously I can't tell you what to do, but, and you know, I don't know, but it really depends on, it really depends on if you want to be in that ecosystem or not. Like, I think if you wanted to play the swings of sell some now and buy after the raffles, the the real time to do that was two weeks ago. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be I'd be hesitant with the taxes and with the fees. So in terms of <laughs> slim shill, shill yourself. Um yeah, I'll shill, I'll shill myself another time. Um I have been working on an NFT project. Um I was actually on legal zoom today. I'm going to be incorporating tomorrow and I wanted to launch May 5th, but I'm I'm feeling pretty confident that that's not realistic. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to announce now that my NFT project will launch on May 5th. And then on May 4th, I'll delay it until May 11th. And that'll be a nice poetic um, parallelism. So May the 5th, be here or be square, I'll be launching my... Genesis Jeremy Knows Gratitude Coin. It will be a one-year membership to all things Jeremy Knows and Be Friends, in which the simple utility is a SMS text alert for things in the Be Friends ecosystem and beyond. Uh, it is also a burnable asset of which I am breaking down in a white paper, which I will share with you soon, but it's an access NFT. If you want one-on-one -on -one time with me, you can burn these tokens for my time and uh, it will be 0.055 per mint in an open mint for about a month. 
So with five seconds remaining, I just want to say thank you. I will see you soon. My name is Jeremy the Heart Trooper number seven.